0: Good morning, good afternoon, and or good evening, wherever you are. This is Reverend Essie of New Birth Ministries, and I'm glad that you're listening today. You woke up this morning, so that is something to give God thanks for. Amen. I pray that your day is blessed, and if it doesn't seem to be going that way, bless it yourself. God lives in you. You are the new ark. He gave you his power, so use it. Uh, I'm going to be discussing something today called Preparation Precedes Blessings. So, get your swords, a drink and a snack, and maybe a tablet and a pen, and sit back. And after I invoke the Holy Spirit and ask him to use me to talk to you who are listening, I will get into that subject. Amen. Father God, I thank you for a new day. I thank you for all the ones that are on here listening right now. They came to listen, to hear a word from you. And Holy Spirit, I ask that you use me, teach us something that we did not know before, something that we need in this existence, in this life that we are living to overcome. Cause us to be overcomers by your word, the word of your testimony, the blood of the lamb. Thank you, Jesus, for shedding your blood just for us. We thank you. We worship you. We love you. And we, all that you've done for us Your word says you still pray for us. You are still praying for us as you are as you are sitting on the right hand of God. And that is just outstanding. We appreciate you. We lift up all the prayers of people who need help in various ways. Prayer requests that we received, we give them to you. You are still a God of healing and miracles and wonders. And we know that you don't want anybody to suffer. So we lift them all up to you. The ones that we remember, the ones that we don't remember, you remember them. You heard them. Thank you for being omniscient. Thank you for being everywhere. There's no place that you have created that you cannot go to. Thank you for watching us, seeing us. We bless the saints that watch us and pray for us. And and root us on and edge us on. We bless the angels that help us and comfort us. Hallelujah. We bless the Holy Spirit that teaches us, our comforter as well. Amen. So, Father God, do it again, Lord. Do it again. Bless us one more time. I'm just your servant. I'm not trying to entertain anyone. I just want to be youth. Just to be used by you is all I want. That's just enough for me. Hallelujah and amen. God bless you, Lord. Baruch Hashem Adonai. Blessed is the one that cometh in the name of the Lord, King of all kings, Lord of all lords, creator of all creation. Amen. Preparation precedes blessings. And in Thompson Chang reference, that number would be 2,954. Amen. I use the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. I love it. Along with the uh, Strong's Concordance. And if you can, all those that are listening, get one. Purchase the Thompson Chain Reference Bible. Okay. It goes wonderfully with Strong's Concordance and you will find out what every word in the Bible practically, I believe every word just about, okay, uh, means what it meant in the, the Greek and the Hebrew what that why they used it certain ways, the terminology and everything it's wonderful. There are things that we're taking advantage of today words that we are taking advantage of and using wrongly, improperly, incorrectly, uh using it in ways that it wasn't meant to be used, so it's wonderful for you to take it up on your own to study the word and learn exactly what the Lord meant by it when He said it. Amen now. When you look in a dictionary at the word preparation, it sounds simple, right? And we've been saying it for years, but I like to do it this way so that we, as I said, so that we can get the right terminology and the right use of the word. The action or process of making ready or being made ready for use or consideration. Amen. Being in preparation. Something done to get ready for an event or undertaking, such as... She continued her preparations for the party. A substance that is specially made up and usually sold, especially a medicine or food. That's a different way of using the word. And then it's also a specimen that has been prepared for scientific or medical examination, such as a microscope preparation. Amen. So as we can see, it's uh, the process, the action or the process of making ready Are being made ready for use or consideration. Notice the word "action." Amen. There are actions that we have to do um, to bring on the blessings of God. Okay, I know the Bible says it rains on the just and the unjust. That's one scripture. As Christians, we should be prepared to receive the blessings of God. The more you prepare, the more the blessings will come to you. And that, my friend, is called faith. Now, people talk about um, works. Yeah, which is religious. Yeah, there are certain ways people, as I said, talking about terminology, there are certain ways that people use the word works. There are people who say that you have to do this to get this, or, you know, you must, you know, they make it a law. They're talking about the law. And the New Testament tells us that we put away the old schoolmaster. The Bible calls it, the Lord calls it, calls the law, the old schoolmaster. But what I mean by preparation here for blessings is that we should be prayed up and stayed up in Christ Jesus. Amen. You just don't happen stancily trip along, okay? And and just you know, God wants to see, God will test you to see how much you love Him. Amen. Even Jesus asked Peter, Do you love me? Amen. Do you love me? Do you love me? And God wants to see how much you love him. When you prepare for whatever, okay, we'll use the word whatever. When you prepare for whatever God has for you, he sees that. He knows that you're ready. Amen? And he will deliver something to you that will knock your socks off. Now, you would not put your six-year-old behind the wheel of a car, and tell him to go grocery shopping. Am I correct? God doesn't either. God doesn't want novices. The Bible even tells us, don't be a novice or don't put a novice in office. So what does that tell you right there? Are we talking about works? No, it's not talking necessarily about um, legalistic works, okay? It's talking about being prepared, would you put somebody in the pulpit that didn't even understand the scriptures they didn't understand opening and invoking the holy spirit or uh, benediction they don't even understand what the word benediction is they don't know the difference between signs miracles and wonders how's that gonna save the people how's that gonna help the people amen we have to be prepared ready Amen. That means studying God's Word. Printing it out if you have to. That means praise and worship and prayer. Praying to Him. Asking Him for help if you need help. The best way to prepare is to ask Him. Ask Him to help you to be prepared. God tells us you have not because you asked not. If you don't ask, you're not going to get it. I am breaking this title down for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Precede. Now I'm talking about preparation, which we already discussed. Preparation precedes blessings. To precede means to come before something in time. Amen. To come before in order or position to go in front or ahead of, to precede something, preface or introduce something with, such as he preceded the book with a collection of poems. Amen. So preparation comes before blessings. Everybody got that? Amen. Preparation precedes blessings. In fact, You will see that in the title um, in the back of your Thompson Chain reference for all of you who have it. Go to 2954 and you will even see that title. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's get prepared. And I'm going to go through a couple of um, different scriptures that talk about this. Amen. Are you ready? Are you ready for God to give you a blessing? Hallelujah. I'm ready for it. God's been blessing me so much lately. I was telling people online the other day that, you know, I have to be careful how I think. I know that sounds crazy, and I don't care because I'm peculiar. I'm a child of God. Anyhow, we are peculiar. Amen. We're different than the world. The world sees us as crazy. But actually, he has been blessing me according uh, to some of my thoughts, there are things I have thought up now I don't know if I was creating uh manifest I'm telling you there's a strong uh spirit of manifestation in my life right now, and I don't have time to play with anybody. I'm not playing games with non-believers either you believe or or don't waste my time. The Bible says Jesus couldn't even heal and, and do, the Bible says he didn't do many miracles in his own hometown because of unbelief. Sometimes you just have to let folks go. Amen. I have been telling people about the word since before 1992 and I I, I tripped over it and made mistakes a lot of times, but I love the Lord. He knows I love him and I've been learning and his wisdom and his knowledge has been helping me. And God, I'm beginning to see the manifested blessings in my life now. And I'm telling you guys, God is good. He is not a man that he should lie. When he says he's going to give you something, you will get it. Don't, um, compare yourself with other people because it's coming oh my it's coming and when it comes it's gonna knock you it's gonna blow you backwards god is good amen god is a blesser he loves to bless his children he's a good father manifested blessings are coming out in my life so much that other people are tapping in and i love it i i spread it i share the love (laughs) I share the love. And may all of you who are listening, may you tap into it as well and start seeing things happening in your life, even according to some things that you may have dreamt about. God knows that. Some things you may have spoken or even thought about. God knows our thoughts. Is that cool or what? God is awesome. God knows your thoughts. There are things that I haven't even spoken out, and God manifested that those things in my life recently. I am blessed and proud to tell people that I am. I don't know if some of you remember this game. There used to be a game years ago. I don't know if people still play it or not, but it was called Tiddlywinks. A little round disc, little about the uh, yeah, I guess about the size of a dime. And they were all different colors made out of plastic, and they were thin around the edges. And if any of you remember Tiddlywinks, you have to press down on one and make a jump over the other until you win. Okay, you you defeat your... I I forget exactly how the game went, but you have to defeat your opponent, right? And this is what the devil does. He plays Tiddlywinks. He presses down on us. He tries to oppress us. He's pressing pressing on you. Everything you do, everywhere you go, he's pressing on us. And you have to ignore his advances. Because you have the power. He should be underneath your feet. He shouldn't be pressing too long, amen, on any of us. Because we have the power of God within us. He likes games. And God has been blessing me so much lately. I see where the enemy is trying so hard to capture my attention. And you want to know something? I really don't care. How they say, not my circus, not my monkeys. I don't have time. I'm not playing tiddlywinks with the devil. And I pray to Jesus that you guys aren't either. I'm going to go to the first example of preparation precedes blessings so that you guys will know where it's at in the Bible, and you'll be able to look for it yourself, read up on it, and study it. A lot of uh, of it is coming from, a lot of the examples is coming from 2 Kings. 2 Kings um, chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. And this is, let uh, me this is after 2 Kings, let me see, 2 Kings chapter 3. Okay, this is after, uh, there was a a king, Jehoram, who was an evil, evil king. And he had evil reign over Israel. Amen. And it says, now Jehoram, the son of Ahab, notice Ahab, Jezebel and Ahab, (laughs) began to reign over Israel in Samaria, the 18th year of Jehoshaphat. King of Judah and reigned twelve years, and he wrought evil in the sight of the Lord, but not like his father and his mother. They're telling you right there that he is not he was not as bad as Jezebel and her and her husband. Okay. It says for because, okay, when it says for he, because he put away the image of Baal that his father had made. Nevertheless he cleaved unto the sins of Jeroboam, the son of Nabat, which made Israel to sin. He departed not there uh, from. And Misha, king of Moab, was a sheep master and rendered unto the king of Israel a hundred thousand lambs and a hundred thousand rams with the wool. But it came to pass when Ahab was dead that the king of Moab rebelled against the king of Israel, and the king Jehoram went out of Samaria at the same time and numbered all Israel. And he went and sent Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, saying, The king of Moab has rebelled against me. Wilt thou go with me against Moab to batter uh, Moab to battle, and he said, "I will go up, I am as thou art, my people as thy people, and my horses as thy horses. See this is evil alliance. We have to be very, very careful of who we uh, you know become friends with and who we hang around because if you you want preparation you know you want your preparation to precede blessings if you want those blessing, you, blessings blessings co- to come into your life you better be properly prepared that's another sermon amen not just preparation for, uh, precedes blessings but we have to be properly prepared if you hang around somebody that cusses you're going to cuss if you hang around somebody that's going to that loves uh pornography guess what's going to happen to you? You're going to become interested. If you hang around somebody that's a thief, you know, people, uh, how do you say, like spirits hang together. Amen. So if you want to be prepared for God's blessings, you have to stay clean, watch who you hang around and get away from those evil alliances. Denounce all evil that you've done in your life denounce all evil that you and your friends may have done and tell God that you want a new heart. You want to start all over and change. Amen. And so, and he says, which way shall we go up? And he answered the way through the wilderness of Edom. So the King of Israel went and the King of Judah and the King of Edom, and they fetched a compass of seven days journey. And there was no water for the host and for the cattle that followed them. They didn't have any water. Okay, They're, they look, dry places, when you hang around evil people, ladies and gentlemen, you are going to find yourself in dry places, amen, it might look good on the outside, but it's dried up on the inside, what was I saying last Sunday about Ichabod, amen, Where the, that means where the spirit of the most high God got left, he got gone, he left. He okay, got a ghost on you, and he left. And you're standing there, which it happens a lot of times, especially in ministry. There are people who are standing there speaking, talking in tongues, and, and dancing, and doing all the whatever they do. And not an ounce of the Spirit of God is in them. Amen. Because they were not prepared for the blessings. Amen. And then it says, um, and the king of Israel said, "Alas, the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver into the hand of Moab." But Jehoshaphat said, "Is there not a prophet?" Watch this, Jehoshaphat's asking about a prophet. He said, "Is there not a prophet of the Lord that we may inquire of the Lord by him?" And one of the king of and one of the king of Israel's servants answered and said, "Okay, the servant had to tell the kings. They were the kings were inquiring of God." okay, and which is a good thing, amen, one of the servants answered and said, here is Elisha, the son of Shaphat, which poured water on the hands of Elijah. Now, they know that Elisha, who followed Elijah, learned from Elijah, amen, And he poured water. They know where the anointing is. They know where the blessing is. They know, look, the world knows who you are. They know that you are an Elisha. They know that you are a Deborah. They know that you are an Esther. They know who you are. They know that you're a child of God and they know that you have the water. They know that you have the word the washing of the word amen let them come to you hallelujah they're looking for you some of you ministers out there may be hiding in the shadows or maybe you got church hurt something happened to you or you just maybe don't even have confidence in your own self you're you're so wondering why you're so busy wondering why god called you because of all the sins that you used to do years ago, you're allowing the devil to bring condemnation on you. Instead of you winning souls over to the kingdom of heaven, you're hiding in a corner somewhere. Amen. They know that you have the water. Hallelujah. And verse 12, uh, 3, I'm on 2 Kings three twelve. It says, And Jehoshaphat said, The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of it, see, they know. The word of the Lord was with Elisha. Amen. <laughs> they know you know the word. Amen. The word of the Lord is with him. So the king of Israel and Jehoshaphat, the king of Edom, went down to him. And Elisha said unto the king of Israel. Okay, now they're there. They they arrived. They're with Elisha. They're with the wonderful prophet Elisha. And he said to the king of Israel, what have I to do with thee? In other words, he's like, what do you want? Uh, what do you, what, what's going on? And he said, Get thee to the prophets of thy father and to the prophets of thy mother. And the king of Israel said unto him, Nay, for the Lord has called these three kings together to deliver them into the hand of Moab. Okay. Elisha said, As the Lord of hosts lives, before whom I stand, surely were it not that I regard the presence of Jehoshaphat, the king of Judah, I would not look toward thee, nor see thee. He's telling them, I wouldn't have anything to do with this. You gotta remember, these people are coming from Jezebel and Ahab. This is Ahab's son. This is their son, and and Elisha's telling them, you know, oil and water don't mix. You know, see ya, and I wouldn't want to be you. You know, the way he's. That's the word letting us know that the wicked are despised. Okay. And, and Elisha is letting them know that. Hallelujah. And verse 15 says, but now bring me a minstrel. Okay. Elisha's giving them directions. He's a man of God. And, you know, Jesus tells us to turn the other cheek. He tells us to love everybody. You know, somebody asked you for your coat, give them your cloak also. Okay. So is is telling them you're not my favorite kind of people, but I'm going to help you. Amen. You might not like everybody that you pray for, (laughs) you know, personally, I mean, you love everybody in Christ Jesus, but you might not like their ways or how they're living or what they've done or even maybe even what they said about you. Amen. But he tells them, gives them direction, divine direction. And he says, but now bring me a minstrel. It says, and it came to pass when the minstrel played, when the music started, y'all, when the praise and worship started, preparation for blessings, amen, the music preceded the blessings, preparation. And it came to pass when the minstrel played that the hand of the Lord came upon him. He wanted to hear praise and worship. He wanted to hear divine music. He wanted to hear it. The hand of the Lord came upon him. And this might be why I believe this is why when you go to church, the choir sings before the preacher preaches in a lot of time, a lot of ways. I used to uh play music um for my radio show, okay, I used to play music on my blog talk radio and anchor, but what's happening is nowadays if you're not licensed properly, you can't play that music so and you have to even be, you know, this is how the devil steps in things and messes stuff up for you. You know, you even have to, you have to be licensed properly to play music. And so I'll just sing a little bit once in a while. And, you know, we have to be very, very careful. My main purpose is, you know, I pray before I start speaking and everything. I pray before I even say good morning to y'all. Amen. But I pray, but I pr- I praise the Lord and I sing. And sometimes I make up, a lot of times I make up songs to him. Amen. Because the Lord answers praise and worship. And devils get ghosts. They clear out. Demons hate praise. I made a video on YouTube about that. Go on Esther R. Scott on YouTube and look up demons hate praise. Amen. Then it says, and he said, thus the Lord make this valley full of ditches. Now this is where your faith is t- He's testing their faith. He's testing their faith. This is where your faith is tested. God will tell you to do something, and you do it. When the man of God, or the woman of God, okay, the person of the cloth, <laughs> as we are called, when we tell you to do something, you do do it. Amen. No question. Just do it. Now, if somebody's going to tell you to do something that is against the Bible, this is against the word of God. You don't do it. Amen. But if it is uh, according to God's word, you do it. Some people are even greedy with money. They're afraid to give and tithe and all that. and, And they're missing out on blessings. God's telling them to do it. God has a blessing for them. You see, He's trying to prepare them for blessings. And if they can't give Him 10%, why would He give them any more? Anything else than what they already have? Sometimes you could be tested in that area. How many times years ago we used to go to church? I remember back when I was younger. Am I telling on myself? Anyway, but years ago we go to church and they would pass the 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 what you call it the um the offering plates around. Um, and you yeah, like 50 bucks in your purse or in your pocket or something. And you put a $5 bill or two or three bucks in the offering. That's cheap. That's being stingy. And then people wonder why they're not blessed. You know why? Because they didn't prepare for the blessings. Hallelujah. Amen. He, he tells them, make this, uh, make this valley full of ditches. And there, 29, 60, 29.54, it even says preparation for blessings. Amen. It says, "For thus saith the Lord, you shall not see wind, neither shall you see rain; yet that valley shall be filled with water that you may drink, both ye and your cattle and your beasts." He's prophesying. He's prophesying to him. You're not going to see wind. You won't even know. You're not going. There's not going to be any outside. Um, uh, outside. What is the word I'm looking for here? Help me, Lord. Um, Confirmation that you're about to be blessed. See, sometimes God has a blessing for you, and there is nothing you can't see anything coming, you can't hear it coming. Amen. And then he even tells him. he says, you, but you'll be filled with water. That valley will be filled with water that you may drink both you and your cattle and your beasts. God is Lord of more than enough. He is God not just of enough. He is God of more than enough, even so your animals can eat and drink. He says, And this is but a light thing in the sight of the Lord. He will deliver the Moabites into your hand, and you shall smite every fenced city, and every choice city, and every felled tree, and stop all wells of water, and mar every good piece of land with stones. And it came to pass, verse 20, and it came to pass. I mean, sure enough, it happened. And it came to pass in the morning, when the meat offering was offered, that, behold, there came water by the way of Edom, in a country was filled with water, you know. Why they got their water because they prepared, they dug ditches exactly like the man of God told them to do. Amen. Now, there's no water. Now, second Kings 4 3, there's not going to be any oil. Second Kings 4 3 and 4 4, water is the word, there's not going to be no water. Like I said, Ichabod. Okay, now we're going to go on the uh, oil, which is the anointing. <clears throat> Amen. Second Kings four three and four, and uh, four three and four, and it says, "And then said he, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, um, even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Amen. And when thou art come in, and thou shalt shut the door upon." thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So the widow, she went, this is about the widow that needed, they had the oil, right? She was going to die, her and her son, you know, they had to pay debts and they were going through a lot. And the man of God came to them and he's telling her what to do. Go borrow some vessels he said, go get as many as you can. Okay. So verse five said, she went from him and shut the door upon her and her sons who brought the vessels to her. And she poured out and it came to pass. There it is again. And it came to pass. Sure enough, it happened when the vessels were full that she said unto her son, bring me yet a vessel. And he said to her, there's not a vessel more. And the oil stayed. And the oil stayed. Then she came and told the man of God and he said, go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live thou and thy children of rest. Amen. She became wealthy. She became wealthy and God gave her surplus. God is a god of surplus. Hallelujah, God will pour you out a blessing. Listen, I I have to say this too. I'm so tired of preachers making it look like you have to be poor to serve the Lord. The devil is a liar. You do not have to be. God does not want you to be poor. He's a good dad. He wants to sh- He wants you to have the best. He wants to show you off like he did Job. Did, was Job poor? Job had so much that the, the God showed off. He was showing Job off, and he told the devil, that, you know, Lord have, hast thou considered my servant Job, my man Job. You know, God wants you to be that way. He wants you to be like Job. He wants you to have. He doesn't want you to be poor. He doesn't want you to strive. Amen.